the next time we record Riley, it's just going to be you and me. We're going to have a little one-on-one session. Because I think that the shot we end here on is all of the teens hanging out in, like, the sort of common room eating cookies and, like, having fun after having, you know, (laughs) fought this robot ghost thing. And we fade away from that to Narius where you have a call from your sister after trying for a while now she has finally managed to get through what's happening with your sister is this it's dark and you're hurting maybe bleeding it's hard to tell The titanium weight of your mech is bearing down on you like it wants to be your coffin. Life support systems struggle to stay online, stuttering and choking as the fuel seeps slowly from a broken machine. In the dark, the bright, solitary light of your comms unit blinks steadily, the one lifeline still left to you. Elsewhere, the insistent chirp of a distress signal flickers on a HUD and you are the only one who can hear it. You are worried and growing desperate, and all you have to go on is a voice, faint and crackling, and sometimes lost in noise, to guide you to the life you need to save. The clock is ticking. This is Signal to Noise, a two-player game by Anna Landon. Next time, (laughs) Riley, when you and me meet, we will be playing to find out if you can save your sister's life. Hello! Honorbound is an actual play podcast about the vast expanse of space. I am the GM for our game of masks, Jack. You can find me on Twitter at underscore J-A-K-C. And with me today is Riley. Hey, I'm Riley. Uh, I play Narius, and you can find me at RippinRiley16 on Twitter. And you can find the show on Twitter at Bound underscore Honor. So, it's just the two of us today. Just the two of us. Yeah, because we are not, in fact, playing Masks today. Instead, we are playing a game called Signal to Noise by Anna Landon. Um, God, I should have that itch page I open for reference. Um, you can find her stuff at annalandon.itch.io. That's A-N-N-A-L-A-N-D-I-N. Um, yeah, let's jump into it, starting with <laughs> discussing how exactly 
Nereus is going to get into space. Yeah, so we've talked a little about it off mic, but not all that much. Yeah. Um, a couple ideas floating around, but um, yeah. What what did you have in mind, Jan? Yes, the first thought I'd had was that there is probably like a phylogeny, like research station or ship or something that's just usually permanently stationed around Earth that Nereus could probably hijack. But mm. yeah, like in orbit or like yeah, somewhere on the planet. Yeah. In orbit was orbit was definitely. Maybe something on the planet that can get them up there, but mm. that's not a bad idea. Yeah. And then you had also mentioned the idea of potentially getting some help from Karakal and his group. Yeah. Um, if not direct help from him, at least perhaps information about like some Philogian base or something that could help get Nereus off planet. That could be good. Yeah, for sure. That, that might be a good middle ground, just like Nereus not knowing about the secret bunker, Philogian bunkers on Earth. And going to him could work. Mm-hmm. I, I'd, I'd be down for that. I don't think there's going to be any roles or anything for that part of this. Would the thing in orbit, like, just have a spaceship? Um, maybe? I don't know. Up to you. Do you think it's just, like, a there is a spaceship docked with something somewhere? Or, like, does Nereus just steal a whole, like, satellite? Mm. Well, I don't think it's really possible for a satellite station to be a spaceship, but, um, I feel like the uh, phylogeny is has advanced tech enough that it's just like, and eh, they just got a spaceship docked there, you know. Yeah. Take on joyrides around the solar system. <laughs> For sure. Or anything, you know. Seems like they'd be that level. Like small, like a small thing though, not like a huge ship. But um, I think Nary still doesn't really know how to get up there. They weren't necessarily planning on it. Here. Um. So yeah, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think if you do want to go the route of like Narius contacting Caracol for help with this, I think Caracol can definitely at least get Narius up to that ship. Yeah, that seems that seems pretty good. Um, up to you if you want to like roleplay that conversation or not I don't know that we necessarily have to I think that's something Caracol would probably be willing to just like do Mm. what if it is just like a like a phone call sort of thing Mm. because I do kind of want to hear his reaction to this um, yeah, I do want to hear his reaction to, uh, Nerys' sister being stuck out in space. <laughs> okay, so how would Nerys start that phone call? Um, 
so wait, they just like how did they get there get in contact did Garko leave them something before last time they met yeah, I think so. I think Caracol left Nereus with a way to get in contact, probably. Mm. And, um, also just so I know exactly what's going on, their sister is somewhere in space, but they know, like, the general area, but it's, like, out of system and everything, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Their sister is somewhere out there... <laughs> Hurt, probably in distress. Um, but unclear exactly where or why. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Narius starts that phone call and it rings. <laughs> yeah, and I think Kira call would pick up fairly quickly and I think he says ah I've been waiting for a call from you yeah um I don't really know what uh to think about you right now but I I need your help all right oh I just it's my it's my sister she's stuck out in space somewhere. I know you used to. I I thought that you used to work together, uh, with her. Um, she's she's in trouble. I I just don't know. I didn't know who else to call. Who else to go to. No one. We're the only ones here. I don't know how to leave. Oh well, that is quite the predicament, isn't it? Well, um. I believe I know of an old research station that might have a functional ship still docked to it out in orbit. Um, I'd be more than willing to assist you in getting up there. That that'd be great. Do you know what's what's the quickest way I can get out? Get up there. Is it, like, nearby the city, Halcyon? Yes, um, I have something of a personal, uh, ship I'd be willing to give you a ride on, if you'd prefer. When can we go? Whenever you're ready. Now. Okay. And I think... So, yeah, you... And Caracol quickly meet up, and when you first see him, he doesn't have, like, a ship or anything with him. Mm -hmm. Like, clearly he doesn't have anything with him, but then, similar to before, when Arius had used the reef system to interface with the weather machine, all of these strange, shimmering, kind of partially invisible tendrils come up out of, like, a sewer grate and just form around the two of you in the shape of a small ship. Huh. Yeah. It's strange. Mm. But, yeah, he... Oh, wait. Before we go, like, continue on that, uh, I just want to add some flavor to, like, how quickly Narius was getting out of there. Um, 
I'm assuming they were still in the base, and after that, from what the comic book sees, the phone ring, a uh, phone call ends, grabs a cube, the <laughs> hyperbike cube, and just runs out the door. Yeah. Um, but yeah, taking that cube with them. <laughs> For sure. And not telling anybody. Um, I don't think they run into anybody through the base, but yeah, just bye. Yeah, just... I'll text you on the way up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Caracol mm. just gives you a ride on this strange little ship. And to be clear, like we have talked a little bit, all of the phylogeny have like they have some weird ships and stuff. But I think mm-hmm. this specific thing that Caracol has would be like extra weird to Narius. Like mm. Yeah. I mean I did have a weird bike that was just in a cube and then I just put it in my hand, so it's not But it is like pretty out there, I guess. Yeah. I feel okay. like this just a I feel like Caracol's ship is like before we started recording, Rizzy had said like, Oh, why can't Nerys' sister just like shapeshift part of the ship? in order to make more fuel. And we were like, mm-hmm. well, most of the parts of the ship you need in order to keep a ship running. But I feel like with Caracol's thing here, it like, oh no, he could just do that. This whole thing is just like, it like shapeshifts itself basically while it's flying. It's very Ooh. strange. Interesting. Yeah. But, but it just like goes it just goes up basically yeah it's not even like a like a you know powerful rocket shooting up or anything it's just out no it basically just sort of levitates and flies <laughs> away <laughs> all right um on the flight up at least at the start Narius uh quickly sends to the group chat uh the you know the teen group chat we have said that they had uh yeah. Tell Aegis I'm leaving. Uh, I'm taking that deal. But don't tell them I'll be back. <laughs> Wink. Okay. Um, it's an emergency. Yeah. And that's it. Just very silent to Caracol. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Um, and I think relatively quickly you arrive at this sort of orbital station with this old docked ship and Caracol lets you off and says like good luck you don't want to help at all? I guess you have already um thanks I'll I'll contact you when I get back so uh, so will my sister And I think he laughs a bit at that, and then he says, I truly look forward to that. Me too. And then he (laughs) steps back into his weird shapeshifty ship and just sort of flies away back towards the planet. Alright. So I think here is where the game actually starts. 
basically how this works is we take turns rolling dice to see like if we're able to stay in contact and keep reaching out to each other and we have these three sort of clocks in front of us um we have a clock that is, represents the fuel left in your sister's mech or ship or whatever it is that she is stuck in we have a clock representing the distance between us and we have a clock representing the amount of time you have left to find your sister and basically, if either the fuel clock or the time clock run out before we manage to fill up the distance clock, then you have failed, and your sister meets an unpleasant fate. Okay. So. I I'm a little confused on the difference between the my time clock and their fuel clock because isn't that like technically the same thing kind of but not exactly it's basically like it is basically just more sources of potential danger mm. because um me as the call the player in the damaged mech I can't actually contribute to the distance clock, so yeah. instead I'm just rolling to hope I don't run out of fuel, basically. And to hope you get messages to me. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But... Um, the player in the damaged mech, so the call, takes the first turn. Um, I have ten units of fuel remaining, and my only means of communication is via my comms signal. Mm -hmm. Using my comms will pressure my already damaged system, but it is the only way for my rescuer to find me. As I send out the signal, describe what I say before I make the roll. To communicate with the other player, roll one six-sided die. On a result of five to six, my message comes through clear, and I manage to navigate my fragile systems so that I do not drain more fuel. On a result of three to four, my message comes through, but it's garbled, and parts of it are missing. Choose which parts of it are lost, and drain one unit, one unit of, of fuel. On a result of one to two, your message is lost in transmission, and you lose two units of fuel. If you run out of fuel before you are found, you get to make one final transmission and choose what your final words are. Roll to see if the words get through. So, I think this first message is basically one that she has been sending sort of on loop for however long since she got, like, damaged in her hmm. ship. And I think it's something along the lines of basically, like, Hello, this is Narius Radiata, 
Pilot of the Philodocida, please, if anyone can hear this, I am badly damaged and in need of immediate assistance. And it's basically just that continuously for however long until Marius finally intercepts this signal. Hmm. So, now I will roll 1d6. Is that signal I already have basic? Like, I'm already getting that signal? Yes, I think that okay. was, like... I think I think a good way for that co to come through is when Narius gets on that uh, spaceship, uh, they turn on the comms and just find that immediately, just playing over and over. Yeah. And I rolled a two. Oh, no. <laughs> so, I lose... Two units of fuel. I have eight fuel remaining. And I think <laughs> this is probably why throughout that whole last session, like, <laughs> Nereus kept getting blips of a signal on their communicator, but, like, nothing really came through. Mm -hmm. Because... She's just so far away, and her ship is so damaged that it just... Yeah. You can barely make out these garbled words. Hmm. Wow. And now... The response. Uh, I can read that, if you don't yeah. want. Go for it. <clears throat> the response. The player in the rescue mech has ten units of time to spend to find your fellow pilot before their fuel runs out and their life support system fails. You may respond verbally to their messages, but you must roll a six-sided die to search the environment for them. Each roll costs one unit of time. As your search, describe as your search, describe how you do it and what obstacles you overcome. On results of five to six, you're able to trace the signal clearly and move one step closer to finding the pilot. On results of 3 to 4, you trace the signal, but you miss it a vital piece of information. The roll costs one extra unit of time as you spend time deciphering the signal. On a result of 1 to 2, you misinterpret the signal and go in the wrong direction. Lose one unit of time and take a minus one on your next roll as you have to retrace your steps. The game ends when you find each other or when the player in the damaged mech runs out of fuel. Uh, and then... Wrap up the game with a small epilogue based on the results of your roles. We'll do that. Hopefully in a good way eventually. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I guess this is Narius just like... I'm going to make the roll. Okay. And Narius is essentially just saying, Oh, where's that signal coming from? I, even though I can't understand it at all. This general... Like, Space North? Okay. Max drives. Go. Um, that's a six. That's a six. Nice. So They don't overshoot it or anything. Just <laughs> So you still lose one unit of time. We now have time one... Uh, we now have nine time remaining. However, you do increase... The distance to one. We only need to get that to seven in order to succeed. Why is it a ten-step clock? 
Because I didn't have a seven-step oh, clock. Yeah. That's fair. Seven-step, yeah. <laughs> I could have done eight-step, but then it would have been a different shape, and, you know. <laughs> that looks good. Uh, a terrible roll and a good roll. Yeah. <laughs> Start it off. Um, but yeah, I think that's Narius just calming down, ignoring the fact that they can't really understand anything that's getting through, but just tracing the signal with what they have already and uh booking it to that general area of space and this is like out of solar system right um yes i think so and is i don't know if you had an idea of it yet jack but is this going to end up in um like deep space or like around some sort of star um as we get there i'll i'll kind of let you describe it if you had any ideas. Go, also, we'll... I don't know. I could go either it. way. Mm. Oh, no, I know. <laughs> uh, it's a binary star system. Oh, yeah, of course. How could it there not be? There we go. <laughs> um, yes. I don't know how much debris and stuff, though. I don't really know what happened, but... um, I guess we can get to that. Nary's approach is like a binary star system. Uh... Just two bright white hot stars, I guess? Oh. Does Nereus, like, reach out? Does Nereus say something back right, to? Um. Hmm. Yeah, it's just a very calm, uh, not calm, just basic. Uh, hold on, I can't understand you, but... I've managed to trace their signal. I'm I'm coming. Okay. That's it. Then I think the reply that your sister tries to send is something along the lines of like Oh, you get to reply. It's yes. not a roll. Well, I describe what I'm going to say, and then uh, and then I'll roll to see how much of it gets through. Okay. But I think what your sister tries to say is like <laughs> imperfecta. How the hell did you get off planet? Uh, it, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm gonna try and boost my 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 signal. Um, hopefully you can triangulate based off of the the frequency um and i'm going to roll one d6 that's a six nice so on a six my message comes through clear and i don't drain any more fuel so nice you know that you're actually in space, heading towards me. Mm -hmm. The signal is much clearer, and also that you're in an actual spaceship. Yes. Um. Now what? Now do we... I get to respond to that? Yeah. Or now we go I back think... to your turn. This is a fast game. This game's happening fast. Uh, I'm afraid rolls are gonna start going bad. Yeah. We got two sixes in a row. They didn't have to be six. It could have been five also. Yeah. But, um. Should 
Should I make that roll now or describe it a little bit? What what is this role gonna be? This is like finding actually finding them, isn't yeah. it? Or finding her. Yeah. It's um so roll that. closer. Um and as I get closer, I guess we will start describing the area. That's six. That's another six. Wow. Nice. Three sixes in a row. Um eight time remaining. And we have increased the distance clock by two. Huh. So, <laughs> this is going well for Narius. They're doing a good job. Yeah, um... I got here with a little help from Caracol. Did you know he was still on Earth? I thought I was the only one stationed there still. Um... But yeah, I've I've taken the ship from the orbital station we had. Um, I got your signal that you sent me. I'm heading towards there now. What what went on out here? Um, and I think Narius like looks up from all the coordinates and graphs and stuff and just sees. Uh, what do you, what do what do they see, Jack? I can guess what they see. Yeah. Um. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Why don't Why don't you go for it? You describe. It's just like a was... space battle, right? Yeah. It's just like wreckage yeah. of massive ships. For sure. Um, I think they look up and just like this huge ship, they see one just fall into the sun. <laughs> one of the stars. God. Um. But yeah, an incredible amount of debris and stuff. Um. Yeah. Are there any planets here? I don't think. Do planets go around binary star systems? Maybe. Maybe. That seems pretty hard to do. Yeah. If so, it's probably like some sort of really molten, hot, terrible world. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I kind of like the just two stars sort of thing, and then... Uh... Oh, actually, maybe it's not... So, like, space is big, yeah? Yeah. Um, I think there's just... It's not, like, a big group of spaceship wreckage in one place, but it is just very spread out through the whole thing. Um, wow. Nereus is yeah. just surveying I, this battle. Yeah, I think it is less of... They're, um is less of these huge graveyard things but morally it's been so long now that um all the ships are very scattered just going at wild wildly different speeds too yeah <laughs> is the main thing yes. very far apart it's uh it's mostly it's gonna be hard getting from one thing to it to the another when they're going such different directions and when there are two stars there are <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, um, then I think we see, like, your sister sort of tinkering inside of the cockpit of her ship, trying to, like, boost her signal even further, and she says, like, Caracol? I... I thought he was dead. I... 
It doesn't matter. We, I'll deal with that later. Um, I was called out here to deal with a rogue group of phylogeny. Where they called themselves Ex Nihilo. They were much stronger than any of us were expecting. And now I will roll to see how much of that message gets through. It's a five. So Okay. <laughs> all of it does. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't drain any more fuel. So Nereus would definitely remember that the group that earlier when they first met Caracol, the group he said that he was with now, was a group called Ex Nihilo. Hmm. Good, because I didn't remember that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ex Nihilo. Hmm. Do we want to spell that at all? So also yes. helps remember. It's X, I would assume. E X N I H I L O. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> now it's your turn. How does Narius react to this? Hmm. I think Narius knows to like not mention that. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um. I think they say. Hmm. I don't know. It is very weird. Uh, what's going on? I think um how much they both want to talk with Radiata, but also just goes you know haven't talked in a while, but also knowing that. Honestly, shut up. <laughs> save, uh, save your power for me actually finding you, sort of thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> even though that's not exactly how this game works. Um, hmm. Yeah, they say. Well, whatever the case, I'm glad that you survived. Um, God, it's a mess out here. Where? Where even do I even start here? Um, but yeah, Karakal, he was... I don't know what to think about him yet, but he helped me get out here, and he helped me find you. Uh, get out here. So. Just keep tight. <laughs> <laughs> four. That's a four. Uh oh so, you trace the signal, but you miss a vital piece of information. The roll costs one extra unit of time. So, that's two. We now have six time remaining. Mm -hmm. Do I still get an advancement? I do. Okay. Yes, you do. We have increased the distance to three. So we I are need four away. Need four more distance and have six time left. It's yeah. not so bad. I mean, it can't go bad. Oh. 
Yeah, um, I really need help finding out. What does your ship look like? <laughs> um. Just sort of like, yeah, asking for basic. Yeah, so I think she would give... Oh, and I know, I know a better question to ask right now. Um, Which star are you closer to right now? <laughs> um... Hmm. What do these two stars look like? Then you figure that one out. Yeah, I'm. I'm I think a bigger one, and a smaller of... one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know that a white dwarf and a red dwarf would ever <laughs> orbit each other. But that's I mean, a it doesn't have to be to orbit. Me. It could just like. They're colliding, and that is right now. Mm. Not an exact collide, but, you know, one yeah. of those things that they happen to run into each other. And they start orbiting each other for, you know, a few hundred thousand years, and they will hit, sort of thing. But yeah, a white one and a red one? Yes. So, I think she says, I'm on the far side of the white dwarf. Hmm. Um, and I think she also says that, um, uh, the, the thrusters in my ship are failing, so, um, I'm not going to be able to resist the gravity of this star for much longer. Oh, man, that made that much more tense, huh? <laughs> I will roll 1d6, and I got a 6 again, so the message Dang. comes through loud and clear. These rolls. Yeah. Uh, I love how much more tense that makes it. Instead of just, like, dying out in space, it's now, um, soon, like, Radiata is actively fighting against the gravity of these two stars. <laughs> um... So they do have, like, fuel, but all that fuel right now is spent, you know, firing away from the stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that all gets through. Hmm. I guess I just need roll then, huh? Oh. So, so wait, no fuel gets lost when you make a good roll, right? Yes, on a six, I maintain okay. what fuel I have. Alright, gonna head. Alright, start heading there now. I should be there in a few knots. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's five. That's a five, which is. Um. Good, you drain one good. unit of fuel, and you again move a step closer. There is five time remaining, and we are three steps away from each other. Mm. Um. I, oh, I know. Anarius uh, goes to that side of the, the far side of the white dwarf, and there is the place where there's just um. Uh, several like massive ships 
Um, and they also see just some debris start falling into that star <laughs> and burning up. Um, so, all right, quick, what, uh, what size is your ship? What, where does that fall into? What class size? I don't know, I just said a bunch of words. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was thinking of multiple things. Uh, <laughs> fair. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, you said the name of the ship, right? Yes, it's the Philodocida, which is... I just wanted to say it. Say it. What does the Philodocida look like? What size ship is it? So... I think she says, um, I'm a Corvette class, Un unfortunately, uh, this is a little, I'm a little bit geared towards stealth, so, well, it might be hard to spot, and <laughs> she gives, like, a quick sort of rundown of what the Philodocida looks like, and it's basically like if someone made like a jello mold of a centipede. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's very like squishy, and it's also kind of see-through. Mm. So... Does she send me like an image of it, sort oh. of thing? Or yeah, she sends you like an a image holographic. and plans. Or it's something. gotta be a hologram, right? Yeah, yeah. It's very much like Jello mold it... of a centipede meets like early two thousands clear electronic device. <laughs> hmm. Um, on the hologram, it moves like a centipede, and it moves like that through space. Yeah. So I will roll one d six. That's another oh five. God. So, yeah, she sends this this image file, this hologram, and 1080p. Yeah, <laughs> and continues managing to fight against the pull of this star's gravity. Hmm. Um. Good. Good for her. <laughs> Um, roll 1d6. So I get all that information. Um, hmm. Man, I probably should have thought of what Narius' ship looks like a little bit, right? Hmm. Of Imperfectas. Yeah. Um, by the way, we should, I do kind of want to quickly explain. Yeah. Um, Fair. So, uh, we came up with the idea that um, the phylogeny named themselves uh, after creatures on the planet they study. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, in the genus Narius, you know, there's several species, and two of them are Radiata and Narius Radiata and Narius Imperfecta. Um, yeah. I didn't get as much of a chance as I would have liked to, but um, the plant. Uh, just because I don't think any of their missions were extremely public, but um, for all intensive purposes, Narius was stealing their sisters' names because Radiata sounds way more heroic than Imperfecta. Yeah. 
And I think, uh, like, even no one on, on the team knew this about mm. Imperfecta. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. Bam, hit the roll. Four. That's Four. Not, mm, don't have many of those. Yeah. Left to do. So, you spend two units of time. Um, oh, no. Which... I believe puts us at three time remaining. Mm hmm. And. advance us one step closer. We are now two steps away. Cutting it close. Yeah. I mean, not that close. It could be way closer, but not by much. You know. Yeah. We're getting there. <laughs> yeah. So that's is... only that's only two not even I haven't had any failed rolls, that's two mixed rolls. Yeah. So far. It's a very close game. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um Let's see, I see two steps left, so I think I can get start asking this question now. Um Narius sees the ship and sees it, uh, like barely. Uh, it took some time as they were scanning through. Yeah, um, like on the other side of a debris field, just over yeah. the star. And from the glare of the, yeah, the glare of these two stars, um, and sees that it's hmm. How do I do? I want to use the fucked up motorcycle. I think I should, right? <laughs> Oh, Nereus. The yeah. hyperbike? Yeah. Is that what, why I called it? Just because it's also a hypercube. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I think they sort of like dock the ship or whatever. Um. Let's see. There's two things left, huh? Yeah. I think they see that the ship had been... Um, it's a big ship. I'm assuming a Corvette class is... A large one. And the hyperbike isn't necessarily meant for space. Fair. It's much yeah. more on the ground stuff, but um Corvette is hmm. fairly small, actually. It's Oh, it's tiny. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll save it for next one if I get the chance. Yeah. Um I wanted to ride a dimension shifting bike through a spaceship hulls. I think that would be great. I think that would be great, but um not yet, perhaps. Fair. <laughs> Maybe yet. I don't know, do we think there it's this tiny ship. Yeah. I do kind of like the idea of like this old ship that Nereus had hijacked is A uh -huh. not withstanding the heat of being so close to the star very well. Mm. And also just mm -hmm. can't, like, traverse this debris field. Yeah. But, um, hmm. So they'd have to, like, dock it farther away or something and take the hyperbike in closer? Yeah. With Although some, you know, We do still have stuff. at least two more rolls, so you can yeah. save that still. Hmm. I want to think of what Narius is trying to do before I roll the dice. Um, 
Actually, the next roll is mine. Oh, right. It is yours. Was I supposed to say something? I I think I was supposed to say something, huh? What was the last thing? You don't necessarily have to. That's true. Yeah. Um, The last communication that Radiata had sent was... Like... It was the hologram of her ship right. and the description and everything. Mm. All right, Nereus looks down at the hologram and looks up and sees it just like broken and like torn apart a bit in a bunch yeah. of places, legs everywhere. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and at one point, it's just kind of split down the middle for a while. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the head is still like up there and thrust in a way, I suppose. <laughs> Buttering. It's like, and they ask, God, what did, what were you in, what were you in, in the middle of? Who did this to you? I, I guess not who did this to you, they know, but, yeah. It's like, what could have done this to you? <laughs> sort of thing. Um, it was... A fleet. They were. It was small. That's why we weren't expecting to be beaten so handily. But their ships. They were strange. They. They sort of melded together and could change. At one point, I thought I had one cornered, but. The whole ship transformed into a massive cannon and just <laughs> blasted straight through me. It's... This tech is... Whatever they have, it's powerful. Mm. And I'll roll 1d6. And that's a 2. <laughs> Not too worried about that, though. Yeah, fair. Just a bit more fuel lost. How much do you lose? Two? Yes. I believe so. But also, I don't hear any of that. Yeah, so it's... Um. As as the Philodecida gets closer and closer to the star... Oh, the... One of the antennas just break <laughs> off. Yeah. One of the antennas just bursts into into flame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even better, yeah. Alright. Um. Oh yeah, that's a good that's a good visual too for yeah. uh, this bit. It's like, alright, this ship, this old ship isn't capable of getting close enough. Uh, I'm gonna have to go in uh, in person? Is that the right word? Because it's not, I gotta go in on foot. Because it's not on yeah. foot. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I'm heading in to get you now. Uh, and they put on this very rad spacesuit, I guess. Um, something to stop that heat. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe eh, just a spacesuit. It doesn't have to look super cool. Right. Yeah, I mean, up to you. Um, 
I thought for a second, or is it a mech? But I don't think this research station spaceship has a mech. Fair. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just like, hmm. Do they throw rockets onto the <laughs> hyperbike? <laughs> I would they have rockets to throw onto the hyperbike? I don't know. I'm rolling this dice and see how well they do on getting over there. Okay. Or you know what? Maybe it is just they dock the ship, like attach it to the centipede, and then do a weird rollout thing on the hyperbike just into the ship. Hmm. And then this will be like how well they navigate through it while being quick sort of thing. Okay. Uh, roll one. Okay. So <laughs> on a result of one to two, you misinterpret the signal and go in the wrong direction. Lose one unit of time and take a minus one on your next roll as you have to retrace oh. your steps. Wait, do I use do I use one extra unit of time or just use one? I think one it's extra, an extra. Right? Yeah. So that leaves you at one unit of time remaining. Oof. And only five out of seven, because I don't get any extra thing, do I? I don't believe so. So, God, how does this happen? You know what I think happens? Do I? Wait. Do I lose a thing? Or do I not gain? Um. I don't got to read carefully. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, well, the other rules... Is a five to six the only one where it specifically says move one step closer to finding the pilot? On three to four, it says you trace the signal. Um, yeah. You know what? No. Hmm. It does say misinterpret the signal going the wrong direction. Yeah. So I would think I don't make that advancement. Yeah. Um. Hmm. But you know what I think happens. What happens? I think um, Imperfecta is like traveling through this ship heading towards the cockpit uh -huh. and then turns down like a weird squishy hallway and sees that as this ship is falling into the sun it has like broken in half completely and the other half where your sister is is drifting away from where you are Okay. And mm, I kind of. I have of... an idea. I have an idea, Jack. Yes. Um. So, before we started this game, you did mention how we're still playing masks a little bit, right? Yeah, a little bit. Uh. And this does hurt because this does mean I can't use it at another point, because you can only use this once, like ever. Yeah. Um. I would like to use uh, Narys' moment of truth. Okay. Uh, thank God I just unlocked it. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I will read that. Uh, you embrace your home and call them for aid, although I guess it's somewhat the other way around. They will answer your call in force, arriving exactly when you need them to turn the tide. They fight and serve you for the rest of the battle. Of course, when all is said is done, they'd, pro they'd probably like to take you home with them. You did, after all, just prove yourself worthy. Um... Hmm... Now, how to interpret that exactly? Because I think Canarius sees... Uh, it's so weird referencing like that. Uh, Imperfecta <laughs> sees Radiata like falling into that other side. Uh, falling on that other ship. Other side of the ship. Yeah. Um, how do you think this is done, Jack? Any thoughts? I don't know. Um, I don't think there's anybody else here. Yeah. For what? Um, I think Narius maybe just... Ooh. I know. Uh, I think this move is also mostly about, uh... Not only it's about connecting with their homeworld, but also proving that they're cool. <laughs> yeah. uh, but a bit too much. So I think Narius is, uh, uses their powers to um, take the rest of the ship they're on and just fool, like transmutate, like just one long lifeline sort of thing, like a rope. God. Strong one, a good one, but just uh, is it rope enough, or does it just reconnect the ships? God, I do, <laughs> I do kind of like the image of the two halves of the ship connected by like basically a single thread. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, and I think it looks the same as their scarf too. Mm -hmm. uh, but it takes like, well, one and a half of the ship isn't gonna be exist much after. <laughs> yeah. Well, still most, but yeah. Just one very strong thread, and like, it goes, I'm guessing, um, Imperfecta sees Radiata, like, in the cockpit. Yeah. Uh, going down into it, sort of thing? Yeah, I think at this point, she might even just, like, turn and sort of like grab onto this cable you've just made and start like mm -hmm. spacewalking towards you. Yeah, it was more about like get over here and ditch the ship sort of thing. Yeah. I think mm. or would it you no know what? Hmm. Would it be cooler if Narius used the hyperbike somehow as the material? Up to you. Or that might just be know. their that might just be their getaway, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I think uses the ship around is fine. Yeah. So I think if you're using your moment of truth here, I think you pro you probably just close the distance. Mm-hmm. So well, mm, Jack, I want a little bit of attention. Mm, you know what? Yeah, I think I think just have a bit of attention. Yeah, I'll just set it Characters to six. Characters can die. It can happen. It's six out of yeah, six out of seven. One time remaining. There yeah, we are. it's perfect. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah. 
um, yeah, the two of us are just sort of reaching across towards each other over this star, just sort of floating mm-hmm. in space. Um, and using whatever, I guess, uh, she still has a turn, huh? Yeah. Yeah. What would she say in this final moment, just in case you can't reach her in time? I should have a second final moment, if I can't. Yeah, fair. <laughs> so... What she say as I do this cool thing? Yeah, um... Fully unleashed, like, super ha- superhero level powers, all that training. Uh, so I guess over just, like, sort of local comms now, mm-hmm. I think she maybe just says, like, you've really grown up. And see. oh, they don't <laughs> hear it. So, That's yeah. a one. <laughs> it doesn't come through, and I spend two units of fuel. Mm. Yeah. But the comic sees it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think the one just means they don't have local comms. Yeah. <laughs> so. One unit of time remaining, one step away. Has to be at least uh, uh, three or up. Yeah. So two out of three chance, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, before I make that roll, I think they are just sort of, um, hmm, very, like, carefully balancing uh on the edge of the ship just like at this point just to out outer space <laughs> um just pulling on that rope you know this is mostly the role of just actually literally closing the distance right yeah uh fighting against a star <laughs> <laughs> that's a six that's a six nice <laughs> oh incredible so, expanding your one last unit of fuel, you close the distance. We've filled up the distance between us. And, mm-hmm. yeah, what does it look like as Imperfecta saves their sister? Um, I think it is a... A very good close the distance just pulling in the rope into one of that big old hug um and i think it's like not especially dire immediately like the jets on this half of the ship now has half of a ship less to uh fuel um (laughs) so it's fine now but um yeah big old good hug because uh, this entire time, uh, Radiata has been away. They started away. The closest they were in the entire show so far was at the very beginning when uh, she said, Hey, I'm leaving for a while. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, now they've finally actually closed the distance on that. Yeah. And I think we both just sort of like run back to mm-hmm. to the ship that Imperfecta had taken and watch as the remains of the Philodacida just fall into the star. Mm-hmm. Red. Um, <laughs> just kind of Radiot is just like panting and like I think holding on to you by like a shoulder mm-hmm. <sighs> oh. well that's pretty intense yeah yeah <laughs> you didn't know you're into like this kind of field research yeah, now it is up in space. Space is way more intense than on the ground. Jeez. Yeah. Usually I don't do this sort of thing, but, uh... Oh, God. Um, There's no one else on that ship, right? No. No, um... <laughs> but, uh... And she looks out through the windows of the ship at, like, all the other... Bits of debris and stuff floating in this area. Mm-hmm. Right. Do I want to send out a signal? Yeah, let's let's check for any more survivors. Mm. Beep beep boop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think? Are there any other? This is hmm. I did use my moment of truth. I think Narius might save everybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I way. think you definitely save some more people, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Hell it yeah. was a space battle. I feel like some Philogians definitely died. But mm-hmm. you managed to save, like, a lot of people here. Mm. Um, are there any uh, ex Nilio? right? Is that how I say it? Ex Nihilio? Yeah, Ex-Nihilo. Yeah. Ex-Nihilo. Are there any Ex-Nihilo ships around? Do they even break like that? Um, Just also wondering, like, did they ever get, even hurt any of them? I think Because it sounded like a pretty dominated win. Yeah. I think there is one remnant, one piece of a ship that's kind of strange and shimmering and flickering very much like Caracal's ship was Mm. and I think you would see that there's an active distress signal from this ship and it seems like this one like mass of this strange material this strange ship was basically, like, surrounded by a whole massive group of the other Philogians' ships. Mm -hmm. Like, a bunch of people had to gang up on this one in order to, like, make anything happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Imperfected looks at the distress beacon, uh, on the dash, on the HUD, and, uh, just looks up to Radiata. Just like askingly. 
because um yeah, imperfect is very like out of their depth i think and would defer and i think i think she would consider it for a second mm-hmm. um and then... they could have information yeah okay let's bring them in all right drives the ships um yeah drives the ship over and does that yeah, and you approach and i think you manage to like kind of dock with this thing oops manage to kind of dock with this strange ship and someone who is like injured um kind of like barely manages to like crawl inside where the other people that you rescue fairly immediately are like you know go to restrain them but it's this weird kind of humanoid like feathered reptilian person (laughs) because like so far all of the phylogen all of the phylogian people we've seen have been like humanoid because they're on earth but like yeah i feel like there's some wild bodies in it that of the people that you saved yeah for sure like um most of them i wouldn't even think would be humanoid i just didn't you know wouldn't really think about it much Um, yeah but yeah just crazy bodies and all that but yeah, this is found it. you have this person from Ex Nihilo. Um mm. I think they introduced themselves as Rakorian. And Rakorian? Yes. R O C O R I A N. That's a good name. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Um I don't think we're going to do... Narius wouldn't be the one to do the interrogating immediately. I think yeah. they would want to you know, get in contact with... Yeah. Uh, get farther away from the stars. For sure, yeah. I don't think we deal with Rikorian today or anything, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Imperfecta managed to save... A bunch of people and you know save slash capture this other person from ex nihilo and i think that's probably where we leave it unless you have any more scenes you mm-hmm. want here um well, there's still the matter of them wanting to take Narius back because they just proved themselves. Yeah. You know? So, hmm. Maybe just, like, a quick... I think I know the answer. Um, But I think maybe just, like, a quick discussion on, well, I gotta go back to Earth now. <laughs> see ya. Yeah. Um, see how that rolls. Uh, so how that would start? Would we be back on some bigger Philogian Philogian ship? 
Probably. I think pretty immediately, like, um, Radiata and the people you saved would have, like, <laughs> asked you to take them back to, like, wherever the main fleet of the phylogeny is. Yeah. Um, and you know, actually, hmm, I have an idea. So you said when we, when we eventually come back, it would have been a couple months, right? Yeah. Um, I think this is how Nerea spends their couple of months. Just being back in space for a bit. Yeah. Um, back to the family and, like, learning more about this. I don't even know what the ex Nelio situation is. Um, and I think right now, now they're learning about that and giving reports and such things like that. Yeah, I, I dig that. Maybe... Hmm. Do they come clean about all the superhero business? Because maybe it's like, I didn't train you to do that sort of thing. Fair. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we save that question for yeah. when we talk about what Nereus is... Nereus and Perfecta has been up to. Nice. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Man, that went about as perfectly as I could imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect amount of tension right up to the end. <laughs> okay. My dog's making clicky clack noises. <laughs> Alright. Stop recording there. Honorbound is an actual play podcast about a group of teenage superheroes trying to find their place in the world. Signal to Noise is a game by Anna Landon. You can find the rest of her work at annalandon.itch.io. The song you heard throughout this episode is Nereus Radiata by me. The song you're listening to now is Drift by Koo. You can find the rest of his music at kuumusic.bandcamp.com Thanks for listening.